been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat. Step two, step two, step two, step two, step two, step two. Hey, hey. what's up, y'all? Season two, episode six. We back at it. Told you so podcast with your girl T. We are in the building. But before we get into it, you know, I got to just go ahead and drop the word of the day. Today, we're going to be focusing on commitment interesting especially seeing how i skipped some weeks here and there but it's all right because we still committed and that's why i'm showing up here today so let's take some deep breaths we are going to inhale hold them at the top then we're going to exhale that breath hold it at the bottom and when you're inhaling i want you to think about what are some ways that you can be committed this week and in what areas do you want to improve your commitment this week? So I want you to hold those areas in. And then when you're exhaling, I want you to release any type of doubt, release any type of negativity, release any obstacles that you might find or think or maybe worrying about. Release all of that. And just remember that the first step is showing up. And if you're listening, it seems like you are at least trying. So if you're trying, you must be doing. So let's get into it. All right. Are y'all feeling centered? Are you feeling relaxed? I know I am. All right. So one area of commitment that you guys know I'm working on and I'm consistently working on is my book club girl. She is trying to read. She's trying to read faster. She's trying to read longer. And the book that we're going to be highlighting today is going to be No Place Like Home by Mary Higgins Clark. So this is a fiction book. It's, you know, murder mystery, whodunit, um, you know, and, you know, as I'm reading it, I really feel like I've read this book before. I've either read it before, maybe there's like a movie, I don't know. But like, as I'm reading each chapter, I can kind of like guess or I'm kind of recalling or remembering what is going to happen next and I'm and it's not that it's predictable it's just that it's like triggering something in my memory where it's like oh I remember this or I know this so I'm trying to hurry up and get to the end of the book so I can remember if I finished the book am I just rereading how like as far as I got last time because with these fiction books um I read like way quicker and way faster and it does like kind of build my self-confidence because when I read harder material and I go slower and I'm only reading like two three four pages I kind of feel bad so I'm like oh man there are other people just like tearing through these books but you know when I read these kinds of fiction novels um it to get through chapters at a time reminds me that I can digest information it's just the more important the information is the slower I digest it because I really want to take in the material that um is being fed to me but I think kind of the um key here with reading is sometimes just to read you know regardless of whether or not you're understanding or comprehending every single word every single sentence but just getting through it because once you get through it then you can go back and then that will be even quicker because you will remember things that you already read and then you can really take some time with the things that you haven't read and that's going to be useful you know in all sense of the word I think they tried to teach like teach me this kind of skill when I was younger because with the SATs it's helpful to do that to just kind of read it one time through it don't even matter what's going on you're you're timed right now so just read it through and then kind of trying to go back and piece things together um whether or not the first time you're just kind of skimming but really letting your eyes fall on each word but not letting it go back to the word just letting it you know go through 
And then flipping back and turning those pages and seeing like, okay, I don't think I really understood that paragraph. Let me reread that paragraph. So um, uh, hopefully I'll finish this book. All the books that I've talked about, I have yet to finish, but I still do pick them up and I've been getting further and further. Um, I'm hoping that my book that I choose next week, I'll be able to finish because I started a long time ago and I only have a few more chapters left to finish it. So what I'm hoping is that I can finish it and finally give you guys an official book review by next week. So we'll see. Um, Anything is possible, but I am happy that I still am picking up these books and that I at least am giving myself time to read. Um, because every time that I open up a book, it does open up my mind and it does open up my creativity in the way that I approach problems and in the way that I approach even my art. So pick up a book, y'all. That's the point. Um, and if you all have any recommendations by Mary Higgins Clark, this is the only book that I've read from her. So, um, yeah, if you have any suggestions, send them to me, DM me. Or if you've read the book, tell me what you thought. Love to have some conversation. Okay. But let's get into the, can you pay my bills? Can you pay my automobiles? Can you pay my telephone bills? And maybe you can chill. I don't think you do. So, okay, let's get to it. Y'all, these bills, what do I need to pay? Everything. 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 What have I been paying? A little bit of everything. Well, a little bit of most things. I ain't been paying every single thing. But I have been... um you know, still working on this budget, trying to prioritize what's important. And so kind of what I've been alluding to before is that I always just, you know, focus on my rent first. And once I pay my rent, I try to pay any like actual humans that I owe money to them. I try to pay them back. I need to go and look and see, you know, what else I owe. I do write down all the people and all the things that I owe. Um, it's just the act of actually paying them back that becomes really difficult because right now we're at the end of my pay period, not pay period, but I'm at the, yeah, I'm I'm towards the end of this pay period, which means I should be getting paid soon, but, um, I'm like six days away and I think I got like a hundred bucks to hold me over for six days and I still gotta get my nails done. I am going to do that. Um, and you know, gas and et cetera, et cetera. And it just gets annoying because, you know, I got the pay raise and I did experience the pay raise, this paycheck, but it just seems as if I cannot seem to get ahead. And I have not been going to the music studio because I've been trying to cut costs there. Um, I have been drinking. I need to cut the cost with the drinking. I know I said that last time, but for real, it is kind of putting a little hole in my wallet. But I will say I have not spent as much. Oh, you know what? I lied because I went to Broccoli City and that's what burnt burnt me. There's always one thing that burns me every check where it's like a happy hour where I treat somebody or, you know, somebody invites me somewhere and I have to pretend as if life is good when it's, you know, obviously budget is tight. But, you know, I really try to show up in the world as if everything is together. So that way they approach me as if, oh, she is a boss bitch and everything is and she has everything together. And she's the person we go to for answers and she's not coming to us looking for answers. But, um, yeah, let me see. What bills do I need to pay? Oh, my God. I don't even know where to start. If I, I don't even know where to start, honey. But, you know, it just, I'm going to try again with this paycheck. I feel like with this paycheck, I'm slowly but surely coming out of the hole. Because the last paycheck I had was the first one that I got with my pay increase. But the one before that, um, I didn't have my pay increase. So I was still kind of like overspending because whatever my paycheck was going to be, I was always going to be over budget. But now I feel like with this, you know, extra cushion, I feel like I can kind of break even if not even start saving money. But it is super helpful that I still like send money to my dad because like I just know that anytime I send money to him, I'm keeping it in the family. I'm keeping it kind of in my pocket because he'll protect it. And I typically don't ask him for money unless it's an emergency such as the IRS is on my back. And they were, but now they're not. So thank God that that is over. I still have to do 2018 taxes, but eh, we'll talk about that another day, hunty. Um, but I think in order to pay bills, the first things first is that you do have to get organized. You have to know what you're paying. You need to know who's asking. 
and seeing like what are the smaller bills that you can just get out the way and pay immediately and what are the bigger bills that you really need to like hunker down and create a plan um so that's what we're gonna work on i'm not gonna go too deep into the plan right now because that those are the steps that i need to work on so before i go further into the plan let's just be transparent and know that tina needs to do those things first and once i do those things first then we can go back and say okay now this is how we can be more strategic this is how we can make adjustments and alterations um i really don't spend too much money on clothes and shoes uh it's usually just food alcohol car gas transportation um yeah those are the things those are the things and you'd be surprised at how much money i spent on those things so one of these days she's going to go back to the grocery store this paycheck she's going back to the grocery store all right so b-b-e-r-b bad bitch energy real bad okay so with this promotion i have to kind of step up as a leader in my organization which I don't mind doing and actually I love doing because it it does add self-confidence to me knowing that eventually I want to run my own house and if that's true I should be able to run this little team because if I can't do this team how can I run this house and I appreciate that there are people in my job that are invested in my success and it makes me feel like okay this is bigger than myself and so I do kind of reevaluate how I show up now I don't show up perfect every day one of my issues is that Tina got a little attitude on her when she don't get her way is you know temper tantrum central now I try to control it I try to you know really be introspective and think about well why is this triggering anger for me why am I uncomfortable why do I care am I micromanaging is this like me uh, like having a sense of losing control and I'm trying to gain control again you know because there's a lot of things that we as people do that um you know, just kind of shows our own insecurities when really it just don't really effing matter. But sometimes it does matter. And these are tests to see what are you going to do? Are you going to step up? Are you going to, you know, say something? Are you going to advocate? Like, what are you going to do? And um, I think for me, what I try to do is I try to be collaborative, I really try to show up as a person who is ready to be used and be useful and be supportive and not somebody who is just trying to be the center of attention and lead because you guys are following me. No, I don't need followers. I need people. I need a team of people. And I'm just trying to be the coach and or captain where it's like I still can't play the game by myself and I still can't, you know, do the thing without you guys. And there's no being a captain without a team and there is no coaching without a team. Um, But, you know, allowing them to shine, allowing them to be the stars. So I'm still working on that. Uh, Recently, I've been training a lot more. Um, so that's been like fun for me because I get to train people on things that I'm interested in, you know, which is customer service, how you show up for people, how you show up in the world, how you make someone stay. And also African-American history, really just kind of talking about the different aspects of life. And because when I encounter someone, I try to make an impact, whether it's let them smile or, or, you know, give them a smile or make give them a laugh or give them some sound advice or encouragement you know because I think this is how like if you are um coming in contact like especially if you work in retail or whatever if you're coming in contact with thousands of people a day then that means odds are there are at least one to two people in those thousands that are influential and have resources and network and net worth and so all you have to do is tap in so um i have been getting um 
business cards, from talking to people at the bar. I have been, you know, setting up appointments to talk to people in my job. You know, I have been, you know, doing what I can to show up in a place because where I am committed is I'm committed to my professional growth. I'm committed to my professional journey. And I'm also committed to my legacy. And I think that my story is proof positive that, you know, people are interested in already knowing about me, even though I'm may not be quote unquote famous but when they just hear oh you went to school in Puerto Rico and you went to the University of Maryland and you have these degrees in this area because it's not about the degree people don't care about the degree They, they they care about what I got the degree in because that's what sparks the conversation because that conversation leads me to well then how did you get here and everyone's always interested in understanding how I got into the room because I have gotten into some some pretty interesting rooms, some dangerous rooms, some really cool rooms, some really pretentious rooms, some really, you know, chill, laid back rooms. Like I've been in some rooms, honey. And to be able to um, kind of share my story, I realized that people want the transparency that I am willing to give. Now, I'm still receiving um, pushback. So I also want to talk about what do you do when people are being obstinate or combative towards you? Because when you're a leader, there's always going to be one. There is not like, especially if you were being a boss, like if you were being a boss, there are definitely going to be people underneath you who don't like you and feel like they can do the job better or feel like somebody else can do it better or feel like you're being inadequate. And if you take that stuff home, let me tell you, you will internalize and feel like you are inadequate. And the thing is, is that that person who's making those, you know, um, assumptions or those criticisms, that person don't really know the scope of work in which you're doing or the context of work in which you are working. And so you can't really think about that. You can consider it. And I always consider what people are saying because there's always room for growth and development and maturity and evolution. But I have to determine whether or not this is the time for that. Because people just be jealous and they just be hating, you know, and it's so sad, but it's so true. And you can't let that make you keep them around or prevent you from um, chastising them or correcting them or whatever, you know, term that you guys use in your office. You have to just do it because you don't want to be the leader that people feel like they can run over or push over Um, because then you're going to be the leader that they feel like they can't depend upon or trust. And so you have to be strong enough to be okay with people not liking you or be okay with people not agreeing with you. And I'm learning that every day, like, because it does, like, it does play a role, you know, in your, in your psyche. It's almost like receiving negative comments on Instagram. Sure. People would say, don't look at the comments. Who cares about the comments? Those are trolls. Those are whatever. But it's still like that was energy that somebody or something put out into the universe about me. So how can I not take it personal when they're literally adding me and saying something like that's personally attacking me? But you can't take someone else's projections and internalize that. You just got to let them live their lives and let, you know, the universe figure it out. Because one thing I have learned is that if I'm walking in my purpose and if I feel like if I'm very intentional with my steps, then I feel like life will figure itself out. And that, and I really, really believe that to be true. Even when I make quote unquote mistakes, I don't really count them as mistakes because if I looked at my context and I made a decision, even if the decision um, had negative consequences or impacted somebody negatively, yeah, I will go back and make the change, but I will still be considerate of what I was trying to accomplish to begin with. And um, what are some oversights that I didn't see when I initially made that decision and then I make those corrections. So one of the things that I have learned 
at my job and using this um, kind of like iterative process is in training. It's like, okay, these are some of the issues that I've had with, you know, current employees. Let me make sure that I address them and get ahead of the ball game with these new employees. And I am so lucky that right now, after my promotion, I borderline have like a completely new team, which is very, very useful to me because I'm telling you some of my old team members, not everybody, but some of my old team members, sour pusses, negative neds, like they were bringing us all down with just their hateration. And I was just like, yo, I can't believe you wake up like this. And let me tell you something. I don't wake up happy, go lucky. I mean, I wake up calm. I wake up chill. And that's my baseline. I like to be chill. So when people move me from chill, then Tina is angry, disgruntled. And some people find that to be, oh, Tina's being negative. And it's just like, I'm not negative. It's just your energy's rubbing me wrong right now. Um, but that's neither here nor there. All we're saying is, is that you have to be okay with the growth process. If you are not a CEO, and even if you are a CEO, if you are not, you know, where you want to be, well, that just means that you have some more mistakes to make and you have more lessons to learn. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Got money on my mind. So when it's up, then it's stuck. I don't know. Who knows the words? I should look those words up. I definitely looked up the Aaliyah words. Because um, I didn't know what they were. I was like, dope beat, wrong beat, strong beat, what beat? I don't know what type of beat we would step into. But I just knew that there was a beat we would step into. So anyways. um, Yeah, so... Usually in this section, you know, we're talking about my portfolio, how is it going, how am I making improvements, and I really haven't been in that music studio, baby, like I, it's been a while, and I really, really wanted to release this song, but you know, I had gotten some feedback, and so it made me kind of like go back to the drawing board before I release it, because it's really important that this song is a bop when people hear it. And, um, you know, people have just told me to think about how I can go even harder with my puns and, you know, my little jokes and stuff, my play on words and in my music, and my metaphors. So I've been going back to the drawing board and I need to go back into the studio, especially because I've been around other music artists and I've been going to different concerts and I've been seeing people perform and I just really think that I can do it. Like, I really just think that I can put on a good show. And so what I'm hoping is that I can just pull my shit together. Now, I will say that there are other avenues that I am focusing on. So I haven't completely stopped. Like, even though I paused with the music, I'm still just as committed as I was yesterday. Even more so today with, you know, polling and dancing and being this athlete. I'm also um, still very committed to being an artist. When I go home, I'm still like beating. I'm still, um, I'm still like not so much painting as much, but I'm still creating and I still am writing things. Um, and then, like I said, I've really just been focusing on um, work, you know, because what I'm hoping is that I can invest a lot of time these first two months of me getting this position. And then after the first two months, when I get all these new hires trained and rolled out and everyone is independent doing their own thing and I can uh, worry less and stress less because I have less on my plate, then I can start concentrating more about, OK, what does Tina need to be to be a better person and to be um, a better artist and um and that's why I do like where I work because I am around a lot of other artists and I get to hear their process and I get to be reminded of the things that they're doing on a day-to-day basis to make ends meet for them and sometimes I realize that like I say I be doing shit but I don't really be doing shit I just be 
passing the time by. But other times I'll be like, you know what? I actually do be working out here in these streets. So I think what I pri- how I prioritize my art is that it goes museum first because it is all encompassing a lot like public health and community health where there's just so many different topics to focus on and talk about and to demonstrate and to advocate for. And so, you know, I love being in that space where every day I can be imaginative and creative and think of something new and inspire different people just thinking about, you know, where they're coming from and what they're interested in and leading them and guiding them in that way. Um, whether it's professional development or black history or music, et cetera, et cetera. And then after that, I, you know, you know how I am with music, love music, but dancing will always be, you know, kind of one of my first loves. I chose it over choir. So you can kind of just tell where my head is at. Even though I'm not the best dancer, it doesn't take away from the fact that I love it and I feel free when I do it. So I always make sure that I create time to dance. And that also means um, going to the studio or going to, you know, my apartment in Brandywine where I've created kind of a creative space for me. And I'm not always creative there. It gets really cold. And with the cold, I hibernate. I go to sleep. So I have to be you know mindful of that um, because what happens is, is when I come to Temple Hill, since it's like so overly stimulating with all of the, the mess, I end up being really tired and taking naps and then when I go there even though it's a lot more clean a lot more organized it's just so damn cold that I just want to like cuddle up in a blanket and not do anything so I do have to be cognizant of that and I do try to like I have a space heater so you know whatever I try to compensate or at least um take care of the things that the obstacles that are in my way so I don't use those as a crutch to say that I can't do it um but I have still been beating I don't remember if I said that but I've been doing that um and then just you know working on my lyrics like trying to get out my feelings trying to get out my thoughts and honestly I feel like I'm at a place where I've gotten all my thoughts and feelings out like especially with everything that has transpired over this you know past year and the year before that I am like, okay, these are the thoughts. These are the things I'm trying to communicate. This is where I'm at. Okay, now how can we make this into something a lot more deep, a lot more, you know, creative and imaginative? I always say those words, but that's what I'm trying to do. Like I'm trying to, you know, push the ante, push the envelope, do something that's never done before, you know, like, like just stop being a basic bitch and stop being so quote unquote normal. Like, and even in the way that I dress, like sometimes, like yesterday I was dressing so masked, like for real. And I loved it, honestly. I was like, first of all, sis is still fine. She's fine as hell looking as butch as she does. But also, let me tell you something. I can show up anyway, anywhere, wearing whatever, and I'm still gonna slay. And that is just that on that. Um, but you know, I always want to think about when I start my day and end my day, what did I do to help my portfolio or to, um, at least better my portfolio? Did I work on my portfolio? Did I put my portfolio together? Is there something I can add to my portfolio? Um, so one of the things I need to do is, um, I need to write down in a one place all the contributions I've made to my job so like the tours that I have done the training that I've done the things that I've developed the manual and curriculum that I've developed because this is gonna ask for at least another 5k at least it's probably gonna be another 8k I asked for so I can get to 65 but whatever um Okay, so we have made it to the self-care corner. We cannot always be focusing on better, 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 more, 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 progress, 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 because, you know, you don't ever know who you ran over, even if that was you ran over yourself to get to where you were trying to go. Like, we have to stop for a moment and look around and just be okay with where we're at. Like, that's what's kind of... Or not even kind of, that is what is a source and fuels anxiety and depression 
when you're constantly thinking about where you want to be and looking at where you are and be like, hmm, but I'm not where I want to be. And the person that I want to be is not who I am today. And, you know, it's going to take me a long, long time to get to be that person. And that be like uh, that beating yourself up like that gets to be exhausting. Trust me, I know because I do it all the time. But it's nice to come back to the present, ground yourself and say, but I'm working on it and I'm doing it and I'm enjoying time when I do it. Because if you're trying to be rich, right, and you're trying to get money and you don't like the way in which you're getting money, then it's like, ew, you know, like why even do it? Because if you die on the on the way there and you just hated yourself the entire time as you were trying to get this money, it was like, what was the point? But if you're trying to get money, and you are trying to get money with your friends or you're trying to get money in a place where you enjoy or trying to get money, you know, doing things that you love. Then it's like at least you are having laughs and you're having experiences. And if you're if you don't get the money that you wanted, at least you did the thing that you were trying to do to begin with. Meaning, even if I'm not a superstar, I still recorded the podcast. So you can't tell me I'm not a podcaster. This is season two, baby. I'm knees deep in it. You can't tell me I'm not a musician. I have music on Spotify. You can't tell me I'm not a poet. I perform poetry. You can't tell me that I am not an intellect. You can't tell me that I am not um, a community leader. You can't tell me any of these things because I'm actively doing them right now. Now, I'm not as successful in those areas as I would like to be. But I am in those areas. And for me, that is good enough because I can't even be a Beyonce unless I'm doing the music. You you feel me like you can't be an author if you're not writing books, even if your book is trash, even if your first book is just ridiculous. It's like, but I'm still an author, though, because that's what it takes to write a good book. I have to at least write a book. And then if that book's not good, at least I know how to write a book so I can write a better one. So don't beat yourself up. And so some of the things that I do um, is, for one, I try to get advice from people. I try to to link up with people who are um, more advanced and let them tell me their journey and let them, you know, tell me that it's going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, that's what everyone's going to tell you. And even though you know that it's going to be okay, you also know that it's going to suck again, because that's just the way of the world, that things suck, and then they go better, and then they suck, and then they get better, and then they suck, and they get better, because there's good, and then there's bad. Um, But it is the way that you handle it, it is the way that you um, kind of go forward from that. Do you dwell in it? It's what do you do with those situations that's really important um so another way that I like to do is like how I show up in the world so like you guys already know I get my nails done sometimes I do my hair but I think um this self-care and this self-maintenance is really really important because you when you look better you feel better and then you do better because you like how I dress up is really going to how I be, like act that day. So like if I'm in a boss bitch outfit, Tina's giving you boss bitch energy. If I'm in a chill outfit, Tina's giving you chill energy. If I'm in a mask outfit, I'm giving you mask like she's masculine real bad. And if I'm giving you feminine, like I'm giving you city girl all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just I can't even stop using my hands. Um, but I think that again involves intention, and it's like. What do you want for yourself? Um, And for me, I want to look and feel good. But that's based upon how I view that, not what man thinks, not what woman thinks. Because if I went the way man thinks, I'd be having a BBL already. If I was like doing what a woman thinks, then I would, you know, my outfits would be, you know, out of this world. My makeup would be better. But it's not just about them. It's about me. Self-care. This is the self-care corner. So it is fun to look in your wardrobe and say, hmm, what's my style? What's my piquete? Like, what's my flow? Like, what is, what defines me? When do, when, what do people look at and be like, that is Tina? Sometimes t- people associate me with a bucket hat. Um, people love to see me in a bucket hat. Uh, or just a hat in general. I'm definitely, I'm definitely a hat girl. Um, 
usually a pattern or colors or, you know, I don't know. But I do try to really look in my closet and say, what can I wear today that I don't have to buy? Because I think buying things does not necessarily mean that you are a fashionista. It does not necessarily mean that you are cutting edge. It just means that you are following trends. If you're on Shein, if you're on this, listen, that those are those are fast fashion that follows trends. And if you want to be a trendsetter, then you have to have pieces that nobody else have. You have to have um you have to put things together that nobody else would think about putting together. So even in the way that I wake up, I have to think about how I'm using my morning, brushing my teeth, flossing, taking time because how you do anything is how you do everything. And Tina half asked it. I'm not going to lie to you. Some days she do, some days she just don't. But what I will say is that I think about those things that I need to do. And if I don't do them today, then I do at least try to do them the next day. And so hopefully what will happen is once I do them the next day, that I, you know, feel more confident in knowing that, okay, well, if I did it today, then I can do it tomorrow. Uh, So I just never count myself out. Never, ever, 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 ever. So my self-care corner tip is self-maintenance. Taking time organizing yourself it'll always come back to organizing because you have 24 hours you have a bunch of things to do you need to figure out when you're doing what and how much time you need to do those things how much time um you need to do your makeup how much time you need to take a shower brush your teeth wash your hair do your hair pick out clothes can you do it the night before like should you wait to the morning of all of those things need to be considered because you do need to create time for yourself otherwise you know you're consistently you know behind the power curve and trying to play catch up and you don't want to do that you certainly don't want to do that with your health and you certainly don't want to do that with yourself um so some those are some of the things that I do I am gonna have to listen to my other episodes again to see if I keep repeating um the same tips or whatever but just over the past week that's just been things that I have been working on um every now and then I'll do makeup I really don't do makeup every single day but I'm just trying to use it get rid of it and do better with it because I can't afford to have a makeup artist all the time um, I don't brush my teeth every day. Sorry, y'all. I know I shouldn't say that out loud, but I want to be transparent about it. Like, I want to be real. Like, I really want to be real because the thing is, it's not that I don't want to. It's not that, you know, um, I don't care. I do care. And I'm almost self-conscious about it when I don't do it. So, you know, I'll try to floss. Like, if I don't brush, then I floss. But then, you know, I do try to, like, take care of my teeth because I don't want to be gumming people to death. So, I mean, guys probably don't care, but I don't, like, I want my teeth. Like, I want to keep my teeth and I want to take care of them, but I just get so stressed. And then I wake up late and I'm already behind the power curve. And so I just, you know, throw on clothes and run out the building. And I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I want to take care of my body. I want to make sure that I'm eating salads and taking care of my heart and my liver and my kidneys and drinking water and, you know, getting pedicures and getting rid of dead skin um, and, you know, getting rid of the dirt. And also, you know, when I take showers, uh, when I'm washing, I usually just think about washing off the prior day or washing off all of the worries and wet and as the dead skin cells and the soap is you know coming off of my body and going down the drain so is the negativity from that day so is the issues and the struggles and the crying and the um and all the things is going down the drain and that's just a nice practice that I like to do to make myself feel better because when I start pampering myself then I'm like, oh, okay, this is what life is all about, right? Because when I'm always doing things for other people, I'm like, dang, I hope this is what life is all about. But when I'm taking myself on trips, when I'm, you know, taking myself out, when I am, you know, living the life that I want to live, that's when I'm like, oh, okay, it feels, this feels more like what I hope adulthood would be. But um, life isn't always about what's 
awesome and what's fun and what you want to do, but at least what you want will be a good compass to determine where you should be directed or where you should be focusing your efforts. Um, yeah. for some sex positivity um let me think what do I want to talk about because you know what I am at a point with my man my man my man he's about to get a key to my place but let me tell you something it is not oh he moving in or he can come as he please never that none of that but what it is is that he was supposed to come over and I told him come over and he's like he's short I'm like yeah come through come through come through y'all I fell asleep and my black ass did not wake up till five in the fucking morning and I felt so horrible I so felt so bad because he left me around like 2 a.m like he got there like 1 20 and he left around 2 so he was outside for like 40 minutes and I know he wanted to kill me and he still wants to kill me so I was like listen I'm about to give you a key this is for emergencies only you know, like, you can only come over when I know you're coming over. But if you know, like, that I know that you're coming over and I invited you over and I don't answer the door and you see my car outside, just use the key and come the fucking because I can't, like, you know, because I care enough about this guy. Like, even though we're not together together, I care enough about him and he's been in my life long enough that it's like, listen, I trust you. Do I, like, am I talking about I trust you to be monogamous? I'm not talking about that. And we're not talking about us being boyfriend and girlfriend. What I'm saying is, is that we have a relationship and we have been rocking with each other for a while now. And you come over to my spot all the time. You're the only person who comes over. Just take the key. Just take the stupid ass key because I don't want you being mad at me. And I want you to know that you can trust me, but I don't want to put myself in a position where I'll let you down again. So the easiest way to make sure that I don't let you down again is to make sure that you have um, unhindered access when you need access. Um, Because I don't like, and then plus there's no room for him to move in. So this isn't me asking him to move in. This is not me trying to, you know, get him to be my man, my man, my man. But it's just like recognizing that you kind of already are. So just take the stupid ass key because I think in the moment that I start dating someone else or if I want to start dating someone else like that's a conversation that we can have and you know if I get mad at him or whatever then you know we'll take the key back but for right now I just don't see myself taking the key back or being so upset that you know like I, and I don't see him using the key to get back at me. Like I think that was most important. It's like, is this man going to go Looney Tune on me and you know be waiting for me when I get home from work? And the answer is absolutely not. Like he's not going to be like that. So I think it'll be useful for him. And I feel like we're both adults. And I feel like that when the time comes that he needs to give the key back, or I need to ask for the key. Then we'll just have that conversation, and you know it will be what needs to be. I may not ever ask for the key back because I really just don't see him, you know, doing anything crazy like popping up on me and spray painting my walls. Um, so that's that. Um, so the reason why I say that is because, yeah, you know, I like I want to make sure that I keep my partner, my current partner happy and satisfied because he is my current partner and I mean, he was gone for like a month and a half and I probably could have been out there in the streets doing whatever and I wasn't, and it wasn't because, oh, you know, I don't want to disappoint him or I want to be faithful to him. It was just, you know, I wasn't really interested in being out there. I really wasn't interested. And I mean, I'm talking to people, like I text people here and there, but for the most part, um, you know, they just don't show up the way that he shows up, you know, in the level of seriousness in which he shows up. And I'm looking for a type of person who, you know, does more and says less. I talk to a lot of guys who just be talking. And I actually, let me take that back. I talk to a lot of people who just be talking. And it's just like, you know, I don't, I'm not really interested in talking anymore. Like, sure, I'm looking for a partner. I am looking for a person to, you know, rock out with me in this thing that we call life. But also, 
if you're not that person, you're not that person. And that's fine. But that's the type of person I'm looking for. Now, in the meantime, since I haven't found that person, I don't mind chilling with you. I don't mind hanging with you. I don't mind spending time with you because just because you're not the person or my person doesn't mean you're not a cool person. It doesn't mean that we can't be cool. It doesn't mean that we can't be cordial or friends or you know, for at least a limited time capacity, romantic, like none of, all those things are possible. I don't rule anything out. Um, but you know, just considering how things have gone for me before, I still want to be very careful about who I open my body to, who I open my intimate spaces to, meaning my, you know, my living space. Um, and so far he's the only person I've had two people over my house, my sister and him. Um, and he was the only one who's been over the house before I even moved into the house. So it's just like, you know, like I don't really mind and I don't really care. Um, I I think when I say it, he's going to be like, oh, my God. But I'm like, yo, calm it down because guys get so weird over commitment and long term things. And I'm just like, but how are you weird over long term when you've literally been in my life for two years? Anyways, it don't matter. Uh, I don't know why I have the hiccups right now. I've been hiccuping, burping, coughing, all these things throughout the entire stupid ass podcast, and it's pissing me off a little bit because as soon as I'm done, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, the last thing I'll say about sex positivity is that I I feel like I'm just less in the streets because I'm so in love with myself and I'm so in love with my body and I'm so in love with my journey. That's not how I feel every day. Like, don't get me wrong. There are days where I'm just like, I hate everything. I hate everyone. I hate myself. Fuck this place. Fuck it. Fuck me. Fuck the world and let it die. But, you know, also when I'm not being, you know, a negative Ned, I am definitely like. But I think knowing that I'm gonna get old and knowing that the body will change makes me so happy that I look the way that I look today you know and I really do just kind of live in that and I'm thankful for it because I don't know I mean I know people who are like 40 44 45 and they look great and so I know that I have at least 15 more years ahead of me as long as I continue to you know invest in myself of looking awesome but I know that there will be a day that changes and then my hair starts graying and my pussy starts changing and, you know, it, it happens and it is what it is. Like I'm dating older guys and, you know, they're balding, their hair is thinning and, you know, they're getting a little more chunky and it's cool. It's cool. You know what I mean? Because I like, I like a grown man build. I don't like to feel like I'm with a little boy, but um also I do like to be with somebody who is as fit as I am you know like somebody who can lift me up like you got to be strong like you can't just be big like you have to be able to protect me um and carry my ass out of a burning building if need be or at least drag my ass but I really don't want to be dragged for her I do want to be carried because you're not gonna be dragging me down the stairs what is that about but yeah I mean just loving the skin I'm in and the more that I do poll, the more that I love my skin, the skin that, I am, that I'm in, I do like do record a lot of videos. And so it does make me critique myself a lot more. But I'm telling you, some days I could be showing and pull and pull like whatever. Like, this is me. This is it. Like, this is my body. What, what are you going to do? I don't care. And um, that when I show up in the dating world, kind of is the same energy that I have where it's like, this is me. Take it or leave it. If you love it, awesome. If you don't, well, go Find someone you are attracted to. Why the fuck are you here? And I really don't understand that because that's happened to me so many times where it's like, oh, I thought this person was here because they liked me, but they're just here because I don't know. They have free time or they like a part of me, an aspect of me, an idea of me. I don't know. But then they get to know me. They don't like me. And then they're upset that like, okay, you've been here long enough trying to convince me to like you. Now that I like you, you're like, I don't know why you like me because I don't like you. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck? So that gets to be crazy. So the best way to to do it is just to make sure that, you know, you feel confident about yourself. So that way, you know, people's varying opinions don't impact you. Um, Okay, so that's let's that's going to wrap up the episode for today. Today's episode 
it's probably still all over the place but at the end of the day we're talking about commitment and that's funny that i was talking about um giving this man the key when today we're talking about commitment am i being committed to him no but i am committed to um showing up in our relationship uh just as much as he does and meeting him halfway and seeing where this thing goes you know like it like where we are right now it could go any which way and i'm open to that I'm open to exploring other possibilities with other people, but, you know, I acknowledge that he has stepped up and continues to step up in a way that I just kind of like, okay, I got my eye on you. Um, And so when I say commitment, I just mean continuing to be present and continuing to show up as your best self and not you know, high parts of yourself just because you feel like, oh, you know, they're not coming 100, then I'm not coming 100. And it's like, no, this is about what you want. And this is about your life. Fuck what they are doing. Fuck what that's what's going on over there. What do you want? Because they can want you. And if you don't want them, it's still negligible. And then you can want them. And then once you find out that they don't want you, then it's like, okay, well, understood. Because now that's going to give me a sign that there was something about them that I wanted, that I, that I should be able and will probably find in somebody else. Um, but now I just have narrowed down my um, options because this person doesn't want me. And I don't want anybody who don't want me, honey. Like that is number one. Um, all right, so let's do the como se dice. Como se dice. Um, I kind of want to do piquete because I said piquete before, but let's do hormiga because mi casa tiene fucking hormiga. Ellos are done, you know, on the fucking parade, you know, they're outside, like they're just ants everywhere and it's reminding me of puerto rico and um that is but you know i will say con la hormiga like it's forcing me to like organizar and limpiar mi casa and it's like you know it's a good thing it's a good and a bad thing because when you have those kind of problems it says that like well we 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 maybe you should do something about it and so now, you know, I am taking a more concerted effort to, you know, uh, help my mom organize and clean her house and also my own space that's within her house, organize and clean that, you know. So, yo no quiero más hormiga en mi casa, hormiga para afuera. But if you look at my yard too, like, oh my God, in the front yard, there's so many like ant, ant piles um, in the grass. I saw it the other day, so it's it's really not just the house. Like it's it's like it's the land. So we have to like get some um, ant killer, and my dad said he'll probably do that soon. Um, but yeah, we need to uh, get an exterminator to matar la hormiga because yo no puedo vivir así. No 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 no. All right, y'all. I am out. I hopefully I have dropped some gems. Um, but you know we showed up. 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 And that is commitment, baby. I'll see y'all next week.